Welcome to Writers Talking TV, sponsored by the Writers Guild of Canada. I'm Jill Golick, here with Philip Vukovic, who has a steady hand on the controls of the podcast. It's January 20th, 2010. The gloom of a winter evening has fallen on Toronto, but we have just the thing to wash away those midwinter blues. Paul Mather and Kevin White talking about their new comedy series, Dan for Mayor. like to introduce our guests for this evening, Paul Mather and Kevin White. Now, you guys are creators of this show. Us and Mark Farrell, yes. And and Mark Farrell. Well, that's what I wanted to mention at the beginning, that Mark is the third of the group, and he can't be here tonight because he's... In jail. In jail. (laughs) Also known as Halifax. (laughs) So, okay, so can you tell us, like, how the show came about, like, where the initial idea came from, how you guys started working on it together? We were all kind of out of work because of a CBC strike. Uh, (laughs) You were on, were you on Rick, or were we all on I think so. No, we were on 22 Minutes, I think. We may have all been on 22, and uh, CTV, we'd been working on gas for a bunch of years, and CTV was interested in some ideas to pitch. And so we are mulling over a few ideas, and uh, we all came to the table with a couple and, and kind of worked them over. I remember we had the meeting at the Masonic Temple or whatever it's called now, one sort of fall afternoon. I think it was like 2005 or a long time ago. It was ago. a while ago. And I remember Paul and I were walking around in the cold, sort of trying to pitch each other on these different shows that we had, and uh, Dan Vermeer was one of them, <coughs> and then we had all kinds of other ones. We had one quite a few. Yeah, like corporate boss who, you know, big time uh, CEO guy who loses it in the boom. And then, do we have a werewolf one? <laughs> we had a zombie one. Oh, zombie. We had a zombie That's what it was. But they were like, no, we already have a zombie thing in development. And I'm like, well, That's where's right. the zombie? Now, all no. those years later, where's the zombie thing? That's right. We haven't seen it. <laughs> so we pitched about six ideas, I think, to Louise Clark and Brent Haynes at the time. And uh, I don't know, within a couple of weeks, it feels like they called us back and said, we like that mayor show idea. And uh, we didn't have much to go on the pitch. We just, uh, I think it was like we, it was an underachieving bartender who runs for mayor to try and win his ex-girlfriend back was kind of the log line that we came up with that afternoon. And uh, that's really been the, the guts of the show. Uh, and we... Uh, we managed to string out 13 episodes. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that was the beginning. That was, But that was a long development phase. Okay, yeah. so can we just get some timing on that? So when did you do the initial pitch? I think it probably was 2005. I think it was October 2005. Yeah. And it wasn't um, that long because of uh, CTV. It was that long because of us. We all had uh, jobs and other shows. So we kind of like rode and then got busy and then rode and then got busy. So it was kind of a... A lot of back and forth, and I think everybody was still involved with Corner Gas at the time. And I think CTV probably didn't have money to do anything until Gas was over. Yeah, our feeling was always maybe this was a post-Gas thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Gas had gone for years and years and years and years, I guess we would have tried to get it on the air anyway. But we always kind of once Gas was wrapping up, then we really got serious with about it. Mm-hmm. I'd say. And I think in the pitch meeting or soon after, they had suggested, "Oh, would you know Fred might be good, Freddie Wanick, who plays Hank on Corner Gas," and we all thought that was a good idea. So I think from that point on, they kind of thought, oh, he should be the guy. And so we may have been waiting on that, too. Uh, so. so what was the initial, when they when they said, we like that idea, what did they ask you for at that point? 
three. I think we talked them into three scripts, or maybe they offered. I can't remember. I think we talked them into three scripts. Yeah. Yeah, and then we were like, oh, why do we now we got to write three scripts? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I think they were like, well, write a couple of scripts, and we're like, how about three? Yeah. It's three of us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I can't remember if we had to. I don't think. I think it was a completely verbal pitch. I don't remember if there was ever like a document. No, I don't think there was. And then I think within about four months, it seems to me, we were working on gas anyway. Um, and I think we got together for a weekend either in February or April of the next year, 2006, and came up with the spines of episodes one, two, and three. Did they end up saying one, two, and three? I think they did, actually. Yeah. And so, did, yeah. You, did, you, um, did you write a Bible of any kind? Did you ever like, do like a prose we did write a, we did write a Bible when it was in development. We we were contracted to write a Bible and we wrote a Bible, but it was pretty. Um, it was it was really an extended pitch document. Mm-hmm. It, it really just was a sales pitch of why this would be a great show to pick up, and you know it explained the show and, yeah. and everything. I think it's the best value for Bible money we've ever seen. I think it was like five pages compared <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to other broadcasters who asked for a lot of pages. Yeah. All nice but, fonts and stuff. Oh yeah, it looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just because, and it, actually, brevity was part of the plan because it was the idea was that somebody. I mean, you know, Louise and Brent knew what the show was, but they had to go and sell it upstairs. So it was, you know, if you're going to pick something up, you don't. I, yeah. I think you don't want to read 50 pages. You might read five. Yeah. Well, how did they know what the show was? Like you say, they knew Brent and Louise knew what the show was. Was we, that just from sitting around and talking about it? Yeah, we discussed it with them. Yeah, and they would have gotten some blurbs and outlines and you know they knew our style and they thought fred would likely be you know dan so they had a picture in their heads of what it would probably look and be like tonally mm-hmm. okay so the, then we got you get the three scripts the order for the script, three scripts and so the three of you got together for a weekend mm-hmm. and you came up with the spine so what what's that process like for you guys when the three of you are in the room and sort of breaking a story um, well, first we talk about CBC numbers. <laughs> Everybody's numbers. Yeah. Um, like, do you, I mean, you know, do you, do you use a whiteboard? Uh, like, uh, do you think of the, you know, how it ends and how it starts and the act breaks? Or, we, like, where does the, how does the story process work? Well, there's sort of two different things because this show is sort of, it is got a kind of narrative arc throughout the, Season, so we had to kind of work. Now we didn't work that whole thing out, but we had no. to work out a little bit what the themes were. I think. Yeah, the initially first, for the first three, and we did it in the Cambridge Suites uh, downtown at Richmond and Victoria because that's where Mark was staying. So we just sort of crowded into his room, <laughs> and it was pretty tight. I think like yeah. he was on the end of his bed, and we were sitting in chairs, and we just sort of pitched around a bunch of ideas, and the three of us tend to sort of work out. Oh sort of a beginning and middle, maybe and then, but they're kind yeah. of rough, and then yeah. we all kind of go away and try and fill in the blanks. And so you write, in, you each write individually, you don't write as a team? We never, like, sit in a room and, like, sit in front of a blank page and, you know, write, like, one guy types and one guy talks. We don't do that, but no. we pass scripts around. So it's like, okay, well, I'll take this one, you take that one, you take that one, and then we email them back and forth. Maybe and when we're polishing something or trying to fix yeah. a problem, then we sit in a room and read it out loud and try to fix it but uh we don't do like the thing where yeah we don't like each other very much so we try to avoid (laughs) having to be in the same room no No, i'd say it's effective yeah we'll have i think like for the three of us two people doing punch up and 
Yeah. And working on scenes seems effective. Three, it sometimes works, sometimes it's a bit slow. Yeah. So rotation seemed to be good for us. Plus, we were in different spots. How but long have you, like, where did you guys meet? Have you, how long have you known each other? We all worked together in this hour's 22 minutes. Uh, Mark hired uh, Kevin and I. And we both worked there on the writing staff, and that would have been 2000. Well, I was there 2001. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it was the end of that 2000 series. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's <coughs> 2001. I was there for the Colin Mockery years. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, so you have, you've developed quite a shorthand for working together? I think so, I yeah. We've we tried working yeah. and have worked on a lot of different things. Yeah, I mean, we all worked on gas, so we just worked on Dan the same way that we worked on gas. And was uh, Dan must? I mean, gas must have been different from twenty-two minutes because. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, so was was it a strange transition between those two, or, and from gas to from twenty-two minutes to gas? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's apples and oranges. They're such mm -hmm. different shows. I mean, twenty-two minutes is such a different. It's like a little. It's like you write a bunch of sketches, and it's like a contest. Yeah, every week you're just scrambling to write jokes, and yeah. it's volume. And then um, get corner gas. You're, or, or Dan. You're, you know, you're writing something and rewriting it and fixing it. Um, I'm trying to tell a story that makes sense and mm -hmm. seems motivated. So okay, so you've got so now you deliver three scripts. How long until you get the green light for the pilot? Yeah. Uh, do you, oh, so you put, did a pilot first? We did. Yes. Yeah. We shot a pilot. Well, did we shoot it in 2008? Yeah. A pilot. So yeah. two years, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it took us a while to write those scripts because we kind of knew, because <laughs> we were busy with different things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we kind of knew that this was just a long-term game. Um, uh, and I can't remember, once we kind of finished them and got serious, I wish I could remember. I can't remember exactly when we were picked up. For, it, was, it was June. Yeah. I remember we got the call in June 2008. We shot in October 2008. Yeah. And then, but the scripts had kind of languished because we were doing other things and we'd, we'd sort of work on them in fits and starts and then we'd pass them around and they'd get changed I remember they kind of languished and didn't really go anywhere for a long time or some of them at least yeah. one of them was really troublesome and then in February of 2008 we really made the push and uh, tried to polish them up and sent them in and then we waited for whatever it was three or four months before we got the green light and then you and then you shot the pilot and, and, and the pilot that we have to watch. It's the, a pilot tonight that we have to watch. That's right. Yeah. And is it, is it the same? How different is it from the what you shot then? I think it's exactly the it's same. It's exactly the pilot. It's uh, exactly the pilot. Yeah. We did go back and tweak it when we shot the uh, season, but it's not actually finished. We haven't finished posting it yet, so it's not. Uh, there's uh -huh. minor tweaks. Yeah, we didn't change it that much. All right. Before we look at it, does anyone want to ask anything? Oh, you're all so silly. Wow. <laughs> All right, so we killed you, your spirit already. Is there, <laughs> already, already lost interest. <laughs> is there anything you want to say to set up Excuse the? Me, sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the pilot, can I ask what, what sort of budget you were dealing with for that? Uh, it was a question. pretty. It was a good bu uh, budget. It was like, um, I mean, pilots are more expensive than. Yeah. Than um, I don't think it's a secret or anything. No, it? I don't know. The, I think this, uh, it was about a million bucks. It's like a million bucks. Yeah. And it was, it's much more, you know, it's, I think, 25% more expensive than the show. And um, do you know how that broke down between uh, actors and other, other uh, expenses? Um, actors were nine point. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know what it was. I, 
can't remember what the deals were that we worked out with everybody. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different things that cost money. Um, and there's things, yeah, there's insurance. Yeah. <laughs> He's our business expert. Yeah. <laughs> Peter has um, a question. Sorry. Oh, just I think the idea of developing a comedy script. I mean, a lot of times it, 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 it's around somebody, you know. I got a Patrick McKenna idea. Right, you know, mm -hmm. right. Um, I think it came early on. I think it came either at the pitch meeting or soon after, yeah, within so weeks. Never formulated as a Fred, uh, Fred vehicle. No, the pitch all came without Fred in mind. I don't know if we talked about it before the network suggested it, and afterwards, I don't feel like it changed. I, no. I certainly didn't feel like, oh, this this will change it a bit, but it'll be good. I felt like, oh, we'll just proceed, and when we and really, fit in. And when we were really starting, we didn't know for sure that. I mean, Corner Gas could have easily gone for like it could still be on the air for a long time, right? So we weren't like married to Fred at that point. No. And when they suggested Fred, we all thought that would be really good, and we liked Fred. So, um, but yeah. it was never like if Fred won't do it, then they're not going to do it. It was always it, it just that helped us, you know, creatively, and probably helped us with the network as well. Yeah. So any setup, anything to say before um, we take a look? The pilot was shot over five days on location in Kitchener Waterloo, uh, directed by Ron Murphy. And uh, yeah, yeah. And so you say it's not finished? Or no, this oh, is it's, finished. it's this is finished. The picture is is locked. It's just yeah. the sound and, and recolor recolor yeah. timing or whatever. So what you'll see is this is the finished pilot that CTV saw um, that they chose to uh, pick up the series. When the series goes to air, the first episode will be a tweaked version of this that currently uh, we couldn't bring tonight because it's. But it's oh, very and slight. when will the show air? In, in the future. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> okay, so this is like a really great sneak preview. That's right. Sneak yeah. preview. Yeah. We're okay. hoping it might be early this year, but I think it'll be fall this year. But we'll see. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. You want to hit it? All okay. right. was great when ending. Yes. Yeah. As my dad said, oh, he was trying to get more buses, and then he got run over by a bus. And I was like, yes, dad. <laughs> Irony. Someone's rock and roll phone. That's my dad. Don't make fun of me. So, okay, so you, you delivered the pilot. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Next. What happened? Oh, then what happened? Um, you were still on gas then. Um, <coughs> yeah, I, well, I wasn't. You guys were. Were we? Yeah, you were. I can't remember the last. It was season right of after gas. No, well, we shot it after we gas. We shot it was immediately over. after gas. Uh -huh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so we were all doing different things in the way. Well, you were doing Rick Mercer. Yeah, you were doing another I was pilot. Unemployed. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd done the pilot. I think the other one at the same time, and then Mark was still doing Twenty Two. I think. Yeah. And then we waited, and we waited. And they gave us more development scripts. They gave us some more scripts two more. for development. Yeah, we did two so more scripts. So we did scripts. four and five. And um, then we they we were hoping to hear 
by February, and then we were hoping to hear by the end of March, and then we were hoping to hear, and we didn't hear, and we didn't hear. And we knew the upfronts were coming, or whatever they call them, for CTV the first week of June. And we were hoping we might hear something by then. And I think it was, we got a call. So that, that was June 2nd, I think they were. And on June 1st, we got a call from Suzanne's assistant at like 11 in the morning saying, can you do a conference call at 3 o'clock this afternoon? It was everybody. It was me, Paul, Mark, and, and Fred as well. So we knew something was up. And um, they said, uh, you have a season. We're going to give you a 13. And we were all elated. And there yeah. was much screaming and yeah. woohooing on the phone. And then we had to figure out how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that but, was but, June of '09. But, but you had five scripts by then. We yeah. did, yes. Yeah. I can't remember what kind of shape. I don't think they were all in. We weren't happy with all of them. No. Because it had been it had taken so long that things had changed. Our idea of the show had changed. Um, but it wasn't just writing. It was setting up the whole thing. And we, and we did this under our own company and we hadn't done that before so we had to find a production partner to work with and we had to crew up and we had to find a space to shoot so it wasn't just the writing there was like a lot of stuff we had to do mm-hmm. and how did you decide i mean you all show ran together yes yes and how did you divide up duties did you just share everything did you kind of negotiate different tasks at the beginning or it was pretty ad hoc i mean yeah. we, at first we kind of just all wanted to be on the floor and we all wanted to be in the edit suite and we realized that probably wasn't necessary and we were kind of tripping over ourselves. But we wanted to see it. We were curious to see each step. And um, and then eventually it was just necessity. You know, someone was busy and had to go do a survey in Waterloo. So someone, the other, one of the other guys was going to be on the floor and there was edits so, or writing or something or mm-hmm. meetings. So we just divvied up whichever made most sense. I mean, there's more than enough work to go around for three guys. It's actually yeah. sort of... Uh, um, it's actually sort of a good idea. I mean, we didn't do it because it was a good idea. We did it because there was three of us and we all wanted to show run. But there's, you know, there's always something shooting, something being written, and something in post-production. So it's sort of logical to have three people in a way. Mm-hmm. And did you have a writing staff? We did yes. this ourselves. It was us. <laughs> it was Mark. <laughs> so we had all this time. That was the thing, you know. And uh, So you wrote them all, the, the three of you. So yeah. yeah. Because I was thinking that the showrunners sort of outnumbered the... That's right. in the yeah. room anyway. A top-heavy yeah. organization. Yes. So, I think we all agree we wouldn't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't do it again? No, just the right, you know, I think uh, in the end, but, you know, things get busy. And, and uh, it wasn't enough fan power for 13 scripts. It was a little busy at the end. It was a little bit busy at the yeah. end. Yeah. Shows are always busy, but um, our intention is moving forward to have a staff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it was just the three of you, and did you always did you break them all like at the beginning? And did you you must you had a season arc? Yeah, yes. we like did the thing where you have a, which we'd never done before because you know like Corner Gas isn't that kind of show, but we did the thing where we put the little index cards in the wall of all the different things that were going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, tried to figure that out. And so that yeah, we spent quite a bit of time. We had our own yeah. little office that we just rented ourselves before production was up and running in the summer. And uh, Mark would travel, but I remember Paul and I spending some long days trying to figure out what would happen and where, you know, over the th- 12 episodes that we were writing, where things would go and how yeah, to sort of sustain it and build it. And once we sort of had that down, then we just went and broke each episode, and there's always sort of episodic stories and kind of stories that uh, are part of the arc. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah we, we always that. tried to have sort of 
you know, an election story and then the relationshipy kind of story. And 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 did you think of them in A and B stories? I I usually don't. I mean, on Corner Gas, we always had three stories, and sometimes people would say something was an A B C plot, and but to me, it was just just three stories. Just three stories. And do you yeah. some people yeah. some comedies are very are structurally very mm-hmm. much the same. Were do, were you very formulaic that way? Um, I don't feel like we were particularly. Gas was pretty mathematical. We had these three stories, and you know, you kind of know how many beats you had to do for each story. Yeah. But this was, I felt, a little more... No, it was a chance to break out of that a little bit. Yeah. And, and it was a chance to, um, to, to, to... I mean, we really like our cast and we used everybody, but we didn't feel like we had to use everybody the same every episode. Mm-hmm. I think there were episodes uh, people got left <coughs> out of if, yeah. if they weren't called for. Yeah. Um, and we had the flexibility with the actors to do that, the way that their deals were organized. So it was a chance to break out of that kind of straight job. Because on Gas, we really did try and service everybody every episode. Eight characters always have something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's a yeah, that's a stru- was structurally difficult for him. Mm-hmm. You said that your show changed uh, from like basically to what ended up coming out. What changed from from like the original conception of it yeah. to the pilot? Well, remember we had like Dan was a bit more stupid. Oh, that's right. It seems hard to believe in retrospect. Uh, <laughs> we had we had um, like we decided at one point that Jeff is the sidekick, but he's actually got his shit together a bit more than Dan. The original was Jeff was stupid or Jeff something. was stupid, yeah. And then Dan just didn't seem much fun. He just seemed like an earnest guy who was going to... So yeah. we tried to flip it, or I can't remember. There we, was a point where we realized it's like, oh, the main guy could be kind of the dim guy, and then the sidekick can be the guy who's, who's got his stuff together, but he's still just the sidekick. Yeah. Um, and we kind of liked that idea. So that it wasn't originally like that. And... and um, the pilot was probably the same story. It just we just worked on it. But then the other episodes that we were working on in development, like two, three, two and three, mm-hmm. uh, were probably pretty different than what eventually went to air. Mm-hmm. Four, we changed the storyline significantly. Yeah. yeah, and that wasn't until the summer, and it had been written for probably I don't know, close to six or seven months. Yeah, it's just the characters. It was just the tone, and just trying to find the uh, like some of the the, the characters. The the woman. Um, Anita Vargas, who's in this in the appliance store, ends up running against him as, a, as another mayoral candidate. And at one point, she was like, like the like the villain. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of scaled that back and made her more sympathetic and uh, um, just stuff like that. Just just. Tweets. And why did you make those choices? Was it from notes or was it just from your own instincts? How you felt the the story was shaping. More the latter, I think. You know, it just felt like, oh, she's not, she's just a, you know, like in the case of Anita Vargas, it just felt, oh, she's just like a bitch in every scene, and she doesn't seem to have any change of attitude, and she doesn't seem very real, and it just didn't seem fun to write, so you try so and switch it up. Just. Well, we've got lots of questions. So I had a question in the back first. Yeah, I'm really curious about the dynamic of picking a main character who's like the engine of your show, basically, who's a slacker, and then dealing with motivation single episode, did that become a for you guys at all? Not really, because I think it's the beginning of his attempt to not be a slacker. So he really wants to do this mayoral thing. So he has this kind of driving motivation through the season. And he's just so ill-equipped for it because he's been, you know, uh, fucking around for five or six years. So um, I think it was fun to try and, you know, him trying to rally his friend and 
make something. It's like something. a little self-actualization yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, I think at one point we were actually like, every episode he's going to grow a little bit. And we didn't play it like he's going to, you know, by the end he's completely um, become this uh, go-getter kind of guy. But No, we'd always try and balance that and undercut it a bit, but move him a little bit forward. Yeah, so it gave him, so we actually let him be dynamic, so it actually probably helped us. Yeah, we wanted him to at the end to be something that Different. you know, and get closer to Claire in terms of where they were at with their lives by the time it was kind of done. And is that something that you're going to continue the dynamic of him going after this brass ring of being mayor and her going after the brass ring of getting married? Is this something that you're going to like as long as the series goes on, you're going to have to play those two dynamics? Uh, well, the first season you know, starts with uh, this episode and ends with election night. So the, the 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 last episode of the first season is election night, and he either becomes mayor or, or doesn't. Yeah, we haven't thought too much about season two. Yeah, <laughs> season, two. season two is trying to become a space admiral. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't ask you that in the pitch meeting. What happens they did in actually, season yeah, two? Yeah. We have some ideas, but we haven't totally locked in. We have an idea, I think, though, of how it goes. Yeah. Did you guys get a lot of notes, or were you even kind of free range to just do your thing? I thought they were very good. They. Uh, we had notes, but it was never. I never found them particularly uh, extensive or, or taxing. Or I thought we all seemed to be on a similar page from the beginning. So, I mean, we worked with them before so much on Corner Gas, um, and uh, I think they kind of knew what we were trying to do. And, and they had, they did have notes and they had questions, but you could kind of tell them what you what you wanted. And what, what yeah, you what our intent was. Yeah, and. and um, so they were really good for that, actually. They're very, very, um, uh, um, uh, I don't know, uh, supportive. Yeah, they, they would all seem to like want the same thing. Yeah. The one, one of the bigger issues was whether to have previously ons or not. I remember that was the debate. So, you know, we had reasonable discussions and uh, ended up deciding where the episode needs one, we'll put one in, and we didn't end up using very many. No. It's just a couple times that... You might not follow the plot as easily without one. Oh, we have a question here. Yeah. Uh, given that you shot the pilot, what did you say, like 2008? Yeah, almost yeah. a year, yeah, well, a year yeah. before. Yeah. In that in that gap, uh, did you consider or did you use any kind of formalized or informalized like focus testing on that pilot? We didn't. No. We no. just trusted that the network liked it, and we liked it. And to my knowledge, they, I mean, I'm, they watched it and thought about it and showed it to their friends or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't think focus like, groups were done. They didn't focus and there was test it. Any reconsideration of any of your primary casting choices? Um, not what well, we thought we did. I mean, once yeah. we were picked up, we were like, okay, well, now what would we change? And we went through the whole cast and, um, and we decided not to change anybody. Uh, but other than that, there wasn't, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of talk about recutting or changing mm -hmm. things. Every, everything that we ended up changing, and we did make minor tweaks to this pilot. Everything that we changed was the, something that we wanted to change. CTV didn't uh, didn't ask for anything. They didn't ask for anything. Were there some more questions? Yeah. You mentioned you shot the pilot five days. Mm -hmm. Yes. Did you maintain that for the rest of the series, or did you have to scale back? Yeah, well, we shot uh, each episode in four days. We did blocks of two episodes over eight. And was that the, sort of the similar schedule for Gas as well? Identical, yeah. Is that pretty standard for... Sometimes they do less. Yeah, uh, and some yeah they'll do fewer days, three and a half days, and a lot yeah. of um, uh, what was it? I think Billable Hours was three and a half, and other shows like that. Also, the, our production partners had asked us, can we do 
three episode blocks, even four episode blocks. And we we considered it because there's obviously a big cost savings, but the three of us had always done this two block or this two episode block, and we were just comfortable with that. And given that we it wasn't like we had all the scripts written, we wanted to see how it was going, so we talked them down and said let's do it this way, and it worked out okay because we were traveling to Kitchener Waterloo, which was at least an hour and fifteen minutes to haul everything out there, and we were doing that a day per episode. So what we ended up doing is stacking it, so we we do six days in studio, two days in Kitchener-Waterloo, and then we'd go to the next block, which would start with two days in Kitchener-Waterloo. So we kind of minimized the amount of travel to get out there. And they were great. But then, of course, we, we, we found the, um, the city hall, uh, Kitchener City Hall, which looks so cool, mm-hmm. and it's featured so much here. And then we wanted to shoot there all the time. But then they've got, like, you know, we're, like, we're shooting October. They've got, like, Oktoberfest. It's, like, <laughs> huge, right? And uh, they had, like, all kinds of art installations at one yeah. point. There was, like, a performance artist, and, like, we're in meetings, and they're like, well, we're going to shoot in the lobby, but there will be a woman in a spider web. Just like, <laughs> yeah. it was the, you guys okay with a giant inflatable dung beetle in the uh, rotunda? And we were like, like yeah. Uh, he's like, no, seriously. seriously. Like, they showed yeah, us a picture. Well, that was the separate, that was the art thing. Oktoberfest was different. We, we weren't, we managed not to be there during Oktoberfest because it's huge, but, uh, yeah. um, so, uh, they were very accommodating, but they yeah. had things planned in their city hall. Yeah. We, yeah. If we'd known, I think we would have, like found a different building <laughs> but the office we ended up shooting in the series an office in the city hall that was uh, used a lot was like the chief I don't know it was, like, it was like the chief financial officer yeah and she agreed to move out of her office so for her four days yeah. or whatever it and was I think first she might have had an idea like well we're going to shoot in your office and it'd be like yeah sure I'll just kind of go for lunch and you can come <laughs> in and have a camera and I'll say a thing and then it goes I was like and then we're taking all her furniture out and putting yeah. all our furniture in and there's like 400 well, steam really, cleaners who come in yeah, after and repaint and guys and we're all cables down the hall yeah so they were very uh, that was very nice of them yeah they were accommodating I'm not sure they'll be as accommodating next season yeah <laughs> When you went to Gamera, how many scripts did you have written, and uh, was it enough? We, uh, it was, we had five at least. Yeah, we had we had the next four in pretty good shape, and then the next three we'd worked on in the summer, so they weren't too bad. And then after that, it was a drop off. Yeah. <laughs> Not much. Yeah, it wasn't enough. I mean, it's no. never enough. No. Well, what process do you put your scripts through? Do you, are you all there when you sort of come up with the, the the story? Did you always were you always all there for that part? Generally, and then you know there'd be some late nights where we just weren't coming up with a solution, and and so we'd walk away, and then you know you'd walk in the morning, and uh, Paul would maybe have a suggestion for what might fix it, and we'd go, yeah, yeah, or you could do that, and then some, you know, we'd pitch mm-hmm. in, and then come up with something that would work, or. And did you go to the network with a story pitch, or did you wait till you had outlines? What did you go to them with? I think we went to them. We went to them with a uh, like a what we call a blurb. Mr. Speed blurbs this year. Did, did we? Paragraph. I can't remember. Yeah. And do we just do it's outlines? But they're just almost a half page that just yeah. says, you know, Dan blurts out that he's going to run for mayor. And meanwhile, uh, Claire uh, works up the guts to tell him that she's going to get married. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they're pretty straightforward. You know, that it's that. It's just, it's not. It's very little. And then, and then the next thing they see is an outline. And then they see an outline. Yeah. And then, when do you? What what stage do you give them a draft? Do you give them a first draft, or you, you give wait? Them second draft. Mm-hmm. Second draft. Yes. 
And then how long from second draft, how much work do you work on it? When, at what point do you... At the beginning, <laughs> a lot. And then at the end... And there's no time nothing. left. No, at the end it was terrible. I think, I don't know, it felt like between 10 and 14 days to go from almost nothing to yeah. white. And then in the last block you're writing every day that you're prepping as mm-hmm. well, trying to fix it, fix it, fix it. But it's kind of locked by then and... and People are trying to build props for it, and you say, "Okay, don't do that anymore." Uh, <laughs> and so. do, umbrellas now they're on a battleship. <laughs> and uh, and do you do a read through? Yes. yes. And do you punch up after that? Is yes. Yeah, but it's pretty. I mean, it's not. Um, we don't do huge. I don't think we did a lot of extensive punch up. It's like, oh, that one thing fell flat, or mm-hmm. it's pretty minor after the read through. How long were your outlines? Did you get into like a lot of detail, or were they just like? No, I'd say they're more like five to yeah, eight five pages. pages. Just it's every scene that you're planning, and it just says a little summary of what you did in there, and there might be little snatches of dialogue, but it's yeah, it's like five pages. Yeah, I don't think they're good reads. I, I I would think it would be hard to read them actually. Mm-hmm. Like they're okay to read like when you're like like if I'm reading Kevin's, okay, this is Kevin's plan, but because I've talked to him and I know what it is, but. I'd be curious what the network actually Especially thinks. Marx. They're not a good reader. Yeah, Marx. Just because he writes so quickly that he drops every third or fourth word. And yeah. really trying to... And he uses a lot of pronouns. Oh, it's like turns into like a shopping list or something. <laughs> he's off on a rant about something. That's what he gets for not showing up. <laughs> and and what, how, long are your, how long are the scripts? Uh, well, that, uh, they started at around 33 pages. You know, it depends on, I can't yeah. even remember what the yeah. element or format was in Final Draft. But we, they were 33 and a half pages. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then we realized they kept coming in short and short. And we beefed them up to, I don't know, 37 and a half, 37 really? by the time yeah. we were done. 36, 37. Because we kept being script. short. And we'd, yeah. thankfully, we'd be able to write a scene in Ferns or one of the main sets and tack that on or put it in. Or, For but, some reason, this show, uh, the same length of script that would be on gas, the right length, would, would come under. Yeah. I don't know if we cut it faster or... Yeah, people, people said words faster. faster. Yeah. People talk slower in Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, so, and how many scenes were they? Oh, I'm, I don't know, thirty to forty-five. Yeah, a lot. A lot of scenes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's take one more question, then let's watch the second one. I'm curious about um, when you're coming up with the pilot, because um, I found this when I tried to tried to write pilot scripts, I get a bit fretful about what happens between the pilot and subsequent episodes. Because you kind of want to hope that you're creating a world that when you present it to, you know, your production your production partners and then hopefully an audience of you guys is going to see it, that at least, I don't know, 60 to 80% of what you're going to see in the pilot is that warm, comfortable feeling that you're going to get by tuning into every episode every week. And I'm curious what sort of split you feel happened with this pilot and what we'd actually be seeing every week in the series. I, I mean... Well, this show is a little different from other stuff we've done because it was because it was sort of a arc story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we did have to figure out, you know, what are your locations both cause, both both because you want like a home base to always go to, um, and also because you just physically have to build sets, and that's just how you you know you, that's how you make a show. But we always kind of knew who the cast were, like who the who the who our characters were. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, did you mean technically or story wise or both? Uh, kind of like look and feel wise. Like 
mm -hmm. shit up. And X amount of time with people grilling other people. And that's that's the product that you deliver in a sense. And I mean, the product that you're delivering is this lovable character and his arc and his journey. Um, and I would imagine at some point, like X amount of uh, crap folly kind of campaigning. Mm -hmm. Right. So did you did you think about how much that pilot was going to look like a standard midstream episode even when you got picked up? Yes, thankfully well we didn't, but the people that we uh partnered with, the producers did and, <laughs> and I it was Sue Murdoch and her company and I thought she was terrific at looking at all those locations when we were scouting for the pilot and saying yeah, it's a great space, but you know we can't build a set like this, or this will be a great, this will be a good set to build. Get lots of use out of this, and because this was obviously all locations, and 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 and, uh, and then subsequent ones, it's a, um, you know, there's sets. Yeah, largely studio. But and I mean, just in terms of creative, like what the audience is going to see. I mean, I always felt like it's the same characters, and it's going to be a series of similar situations. And this is probably pretty. This kind of doesn't really break the mold too much from subsequent episodes because there's like one plot about his campaign you know he doesn't have the uh, whatever he doesn't have the, the money for the entry fee and then there's another plot about his relationship with Claire you know she doesn't want to tell him uh, that, that she's getting married so and that's pretty typical kind of pattern mm -hmm. so in, in a sense it did kind of set up the pattern even though it's like the, the pilot you know the origin of Dan Vermeer it's, it's a pretty typical episode I think and then from a technical point of view, you know, we were lucky enough to have the same DP on both, on the pilot and the series, and uh, Ron Murphy came back and directed half the blocks, and... Um, was I, Ian Brock as well? Uh, we had Ian for the pilot, but... We couldn't he, get I Ian. I don't think we could get him for the series. Yeah, he was on another show, um, so we got a guy named Rupert Lazarus. And Rupert did, I thought, a very good job of yeah. recreating the locations and, and making them really shooting-friendly. Uh, the bar, I remember, when they brought the actual bar part in, we all went, holy shit, whoa, that's way too big. That's way too big, man. It's crazy. Can we cut it in half? And But he said, just just try it. Just try it for the first block. And it was, it was great. Like, you couldn't tell any difference visually, and there was so much more room for cameras. And yeah, that happened over and over with uh, Rupert. We don't know if his name's really Rupert Lazarus. Cause <laughs> it seems like a made-up name. He's <laughs> 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 a spy, and he's got an English accent. <laughs> so I don't know what it, who he is really. And by the way, absolute pandering—the line about not trusting anyone born after Jedi—that's like Simpsons quality. I wish I wish we could take credit for that. That was uh, Paul Bates's ad lib. Paul yes, Bates that's right. So, yeah. Funniest line in the show, not ours. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny, though. He's such a funny guy. He is. I hate when actors are funny. Yeah. <laughs> we fired Paul after the pilot. That's right. <laughs> so, don't be funny. Yeah. So tell us about the second episode you brought. So then we brought one oh. We actually brought one oh three instead of one oh two. I can't remember. Do we need to set it up? <coughs> Maybe a little bit. It's now kind of into the election, and I think. Uh, so the Vargas Appliance woman is one of his competitors. And also uh, the mayor's assistant, who you saw in oh, that, yes. also becomes another candidate. And I think that's maybe all you need to know. Is Claire is Claire helping? I think. Yeah, she makes that decision. All right. So that, that's basically the setup. Yeah, episode two kind of sets the table again and introduces the other <laughs> candidates, and then three is sort of into the campaign. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's watch.
was great. Very oh. funny. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, where are you now in the process? Like, is ever you, you're not. <laughs> you're not done with the Seconds. posting. Almost done. Yeah, we have uh, some two sound mixes left, maybe, and that's about it. Some packaging, and it's yeah. very close. And and uh, what is the network saying about AR date? Uh, we don't know. They they they're they are their plans are their own at this point. But yeah. 2010. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Do, have they ever given you an air date? Have they ever talked about it? That's just. Well, they've talked. I mean, they, they were very upfront saying that they wouldn't be able to immediately give us an air date. I mean, they yeah. told us that they're, you know, the Olymp- the Olympics are coming, and uh, and that was going to preoccupy them. And and uh, the fact that we were picked up right when the uh, economy uh, went down the tubes meant that everything was sort of uh, up in the air uh, with CTV. So. They were really upfront about, you know, um, we like the show and we want to pick it up, but but, but we're not going to be able to tell you you're going to go on in fall, you're going to go on in January. So. And and do you feel like there's a dead a certain time that can, el- can elapse before they pick you up for second season? Uh, well, there is, I think. You yeah, know, there contractually, is. Actually, and I, um, but I think the latest it'll go to air will be the fall. Yeah. And uh, so, wh- when did you finish shooting? Uh, November eighteenth or something. November. November. So, yeah. so it'll go. It'll almost go to air right around the time when you should be. We should be starting even sooner. Probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. you know, that's the latest that it'll go up, but we, we don't know. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It could be any time between now and then. Question. Could be on TV right now. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> I mean. It was. <laughs> <laughs> you think they'd want to give you a pickup before? Yeah, you know, I think there's stuff going on, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's big stuff. Yeah, stuff we did, yeah. It's a strange time. Yes, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So is it going to be a running joke of us hit something? Those are the only no. two. It's yeah. kind of funny. I forgot <laughs> that we so did I. I forgot. We put it up and I was like, oh, there's going to be another bus. I mean, at least there'd be another episode in between with no bus hits. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only two. Yeah. Oh, that one was brutal. Then. It, was. it was tough. We went through like 10 cats, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's got to, you don't want it to, it's got to be funny, so you throw lots. <laughs> First take was good, but I said, "Let's see if we can trump. <laughs> we can do better. We can do better." <laughs> what was the casting process like? Did you have some people in mind already, or did you have to search around? You mean for like the core cast? Yeah. Uh, other than Fred, no. Um, and we started, I don't know, in August, I think. Um, and we were going to shoot the pilot in uh, the sort of third week of October. And I feel like we did. So we just had, you know, we we searched in Vancouver, Montreal, uh, Toronto, some Canadians in LA, I think. Yeah. And I don't know. A month later, we were down to chemistry reads, and we had we submitted two or three names per character to the network. I think. Well, there was a couple that were question marks. We liked both one and two, and we weren't sure. Yeah, but I feel like at the end we got everybody we wanted. Yes. I don't think that there was any like. There was never really any battles. No. Um, and they came to... They were involved in the casting process, too, so they were there. So it was sort of a consensus. Um, 
Fern yeah. was the trickiest in some ways because we we weren't sure who Fern was, and I think we'd rewritten him and changed his attitude and changed the way he talked. And then David Ferry came in and and sort of you know brought something that we liked and uh, and I think over the course of the season helped make Fern his own. And, yeah. And did you do a lot of rewriting right after you cast? Not right after. I mean, we were writing while we were... Well, I think we were writing while we were casting. We would have been rewriting the pilot script a little bit. Yeah. But I don't feel like we made any big changes. Yeah, and then we went into development uh, on the other scripts after the pilot was shot. So by then we knew who the people were and we started imagining them. Yeah. But then we cast Brianna. um, Anita's niece shows up in episode two for the first time, but she didn't get cast until we were already picked up. Mm -hmm. Why did you think you needed her? Um, we'd always had the idea that there'd be kind of two love triangles or, you know, the two guys and Claire and then, uh, another woman to throw Claire off a little bit. Uh-huh. And, um, we liked the idea of him sort of falling for someone connected to, uh, one of his opponents. Right. And she changed quite a bit from that original notion. Um, but still it was very helpful, I think, in terms of. Uh, switching things up and mm-hmm. putting Claire off balance. And, and we didn't, um, there just wasn't room for another character in the pilot. I mean, I guess we could have put her in the pilot, and I'm kind of glad we didn't. That's the only kind of yeah. new character that we add. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it's too much for people to get their head around. Who's no. this person? Yeah. <laughs> she's not in the second episode much. It really is this episode that she's kind of introduced. Question, maybe. Have Dan and Claire ever slept together? In their past? All oh, the time, yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> as part like of our, yeah. we drew pictures as yeah, part yeah. of our project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, I guess the backstory is that they kind of, I can't remember, I don't think they ever, did they actually live together? Yeah, I think they lived together yeah. for like two or three mm-hmm. years. Yeah. yeah. How, how, did, how do you do go about creating the characters? Do you write um, detailed character sketches? Do you just talk it out and We sort of, as agree? you kind of need to know, like we kind of knew... For example, that they'd like, you know, been in a pretty serious relationship, so yeah. presumably lived together, or, you know. Um, I don't know whether they ever really, like, got, you know, talked about engagement, but the sense was that that's where it was going, and Dan somehow chickened out uh, or blew it. Um, but otherwise, I think we're more like, if it's not in any of the episodes, then it's undefined so far, because otherwise you can work out this thing that it's like, well, Mike uh, used to, yeah. you know, and. Well, we changed what they did, and Mike's job got sort of tweaked as it went along, and then. Claire was a teacher, and then she worked at a college, and then she was a lawyer. And I mean, never that. But but once we kind of define what it is, like when you need it in an episode, yeah. okay, well now she's going to work in a PR firm. Then okay, we lock in. Yeah. But it, we don't work out kind of detailed biographies. And and how closely do the um, actors stay on book? Do do I mean we had the improv line in the yeah. pilot? Yeah. Do you? I'll we're pretty. We were pretty yeah. maniacal about it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Almost a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh-huh. We were, um, Pretty, uh, I mean, they were very uh, good to do it. I mean, then we, you let them do it their version um, as an all. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you always make sure you get the pay. Which the we page. really, we really try to, yeah. And yeah. one of you was always on the set and very much Lurking. interacting, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> crushing their spirit, crushing their spirit, <laughs> yeah. and our own. Yeah. <laughs> Other questions? Did you make a lot of boxes? I don't remember that many. I remember more maybe as the season went on. Yeah. And you're catching more mistakes that you didn't get to before. Small stuff, though. Yeah. It's not like uh, 
not like a like a three camera where you're like rewriting based on audience feedback or something. I mean, we pretty much had our plan and stuck with it. And it might just be a little something's hard to say or mm -hmm. I don't know. Line has to be longer so the guy can cross from A to B or whatever. Yeah. I'm curious about um, research. Did uh, as you were going through the slogging through the process and turning out more scripts? I mean, did you guys have any campaign experience? No, and I I phoned someone uh, a mutual a friend. In the neighborhood, who'd worked on maybe I can't remember who she campaigned for uh, in the last municipal election, the last mayoral election here in Toronto, but I didn't get much. You know, I tried it, but they can't remember the funny things or the quirky things they thought were quirky aren't really enough to build a story around. Or so I, I didn't. I don't remember finding. We always said, "Oh, we should read a book or something." On yeah, it's worth. There's not a lot of like behind the scenes of a mayor campaign in a small city books. No. I looked at one point. And what about photocopying? <laughs> photocopying. Lots of research. Lots there. of research. <laughs> well, because, you know, it seemed really technically, it's right? Not, the drum no. was. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's a rookie mistake. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys all knew that. So. What was the inspiration for the concept? I the original concept? Yeah, I don't think. When you mentioned you had. That's panic. It was Kevin's idea, and I think he wanted to do something that that um, built towards a definite conclusion. Yeah, I, it came to me. I was we were trying to think of ideas for this pitch, and I didn't really have anything. I had one, but uh, and I was thinking uh, for some reason I thought of the games, which was the you know the Australian series about preparing for Sydney, and I liked the idea of a series that was preparing for an event. And I thought, well, what's a small-scale version of that? And I thought, a guy running for mayor, and, uh, you know, it's been done quite a few times. I think there's three series about people who are mayors coming out this year in Canada. Um, so, um, anyway, it wasn't particularly original, but I like the idea of the season being him running for, like, all campaign. So that was a bit, the, the arc was a big part of the pitch then. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you know, conventional wisdom always says do every episode stand alone, mm -hmm. and, and they they were right for that. Yeah, yeah. With CTV. I mean, yeah. yeah, I was a little surprised, but yeah, that's the one they picked. I mean, that was the only one that had sort of a um, like an arc to it, mm -hmm. um, and it was definitely pitched as it starts with him deciding to be married, and the season one ends with election night, and uh, that's the one they went for. Well, this was great. Really well, enjoyed it. Thank for, you uh, so much for coming. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at writerstalkingtv at gmail.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Writers Guild of Canada. All the technical stuff is handled by fellow writer Philip Vukovic. I'm Jill Golick, reminding you that first drafts aren't supposed to be good. They're just supposed to get finished.